Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast for a Monday afternoon. Uh, yesterday, I drove home from the IUP area. Actually, it was a nice drive. I mean, I wanted to go yesterday instead of today. Uh, even though I had another night on my Airbnb, um, I figured there were games going on that I could follow during the drive. Um, so I caught the end of the Eagles game uh, around 6.30 to 7.15. And then um, I, I listened to the post-game show where they did highlights from all the games. And eh, they weren't any particularly interesting games. Actually, the Cowboys have been undefeated with um, Cooper Rush. And I don't know if the Cow... I'm betting that the Cowboys fans think he's better than Dak Prescott. And they might not be wrong, you know? I mean, he might just run the offense better, um, not make as many mistakes. Um, But, man, they have so much money invested into Dak Prescott that I don't think um, the Cowboys are going to want to to get that news out there, you know? But a lot of the times the fan base is on to something more than... um, more than even the media, particular then they watch all the games, right? But I don't, um, I don't really know. Uh, I haven't checked out. I don't, not friends with any Dallas Cowboys fans on social media or anything like that. So I don't know what they're thinking. But just knowing how baseball fans think and football fans think, um, I think that they probably would rather have Cooper Rush than Dak Prescott uh, because he wins more. You know, Prescott hasn't won anything ever. Um, now, the Cowboys' defense is apparently much better this year. They're healthier. Um, they added a couple more pieces in the offseason. And uh, they're finally putting it all together as a defense, where their defense was really bad the last couple years. And I don't know if they made a, a coaching change or what, but um, that seems to be the biggest difference with the Cowboys. The Eagles are also putting it all together. And I think the biggest difference there is that their quarterback is playing well. And then the New York Giants are putting it together somewhat. And the biggest difference there is just the pass rush in general, you know, and really getting to other teams. Um, And Saquon Barkley is healthier this year. So, I mean, you have those things going on in the um, NFL. It was also kind of interesting that the Miami Dolphins didn't have any quarterbacks yesterday. Actually, it's not a laughing matter because both of the guys got concussions. And we know that um, Tua's concussion was really bad. And it was something that everybody was watching. The world was watching, basically. And we don't know when he's going to come back. But the New York Jets pretty much um, destroyed them in the second half yesterday. They didn't have a quarterback, but it's also a better Jets team. Um, Let's see. I know the Browns blew it yesterday at the end. I know the Bengals blew it yesterday at the end. Um, So at least for right now, in the Steelers division... It looks like um, the Ravens are in the driver's seat, you know, and if their quarterback stays healthy, um, the Ravens should be able to win this division, Um, maybe going away, you know, because some of these teams already have like two or three losses. You know, I'm not even counting the Steelers into it, you know, Uh, as we know, the Steelers played poorly. Uh, I don't think that quarterback from Pitt has a touchdown pass yet. So some of the fans thought that he had a good game yesterday. Um, but they were giving him all the throws he wanted across the middle at seven, eight yards a pop. And he was unable to crack the end zone. So you can't say if it was a good game or a bad game, I don't think. Um, we just don't know enough yet about um, the Steelers quarterback. And uh, other than that, 
Um, let's see. I took my son out to lunch yesterday after I did my podcast. Um, when I watched the Steeler game at um, a bar in IUP, the Coney Island, it was called the Coney. Um, I was sitting with some Steelers fans, and the one the one young Steeler fan was with his girlfriend, and he was so disgusted, he left um, with like a minute left in the first half. You know, he paid his. They didn't even finish their food. He paid his bill and left. And then another older guy was just shaking his head at the screen. And I'm like, hey, dude, look on the bright side. I mean, at least they might um, get the number one pick next year. And he laughed. You know, he was an older guy. You know, he's not going to take it too seriously. And then the couple that was next to me was actually pretty nice, too. You know, nobody was really pissed. You know, they were just like, whatever, except that first guy. Um, And that was Sunday, you know. Oh, the one thing we can focus on. Um, after I make sure this pod is working properly, um, is Joe Musgrove. So I'll get to that in a second. First, um, don't forget to check out Three Rivers Apparel, the number three Rivers Apparel. Just spell it out on um, Twitter. Um, you can also find them on the internet, on Facebook, um, anywhere that you might look for your clothing needs. Good quality shirts, good quality sweatshirts, a lot of funny pirate stuff. Um, some funny Steelers stuff about Mac Canada. Just a great gift for your dad um, for this coming holiday. Okay, so I will be right back. Okay, so we'll get into Joe Musgrove. I hope that this is working because I just had another bug with my um, app. So I had to kind of reboot the um, the thing. Let me make sure I can pause it. I honestly think I may have figured out the bug with this app. I think the problem is when I leave the page and I go look up stats and stuff like that, I think that's when I run into problems. So I'm just going to stay here because I sort of memorized the stats with Joe Musgrove because I just did this segment um, and it didn't work. It just, the app was malfunctioning. Um, But anyway, I know that Joe Musgrove spent two years in Houston. Um, He was only 23 years old in 2017 and he pitched to a 4.84 ERA in Houston in that first year. Uh, and it was sort of a partial year. I don't know if they were manipulating his service time way back then. But he just, he came up probably later in the year. And he wasn't particularly good. You know, he was sort of like a lot of pitchers in their first year. Just under a 5 ERA. The second year in Houston, he improved a little bit. Um, he was 24 years old. And he pitched to a 440 ERA. And then somehow, I imagine it was a trade. Um, some, And I don't remember who it was or who they traded to the Astros at that point, because I don't really care. Um, Maybe he came over in the Garrett Cole trade. God only knows, man. Um, They just make so many trades. I can't really keep track of them. But anyway, they somehow got Joe Musgrove. Maybe it was the Garrett Cole trade. Maybe it was somebody else. Um, And when they got Joe Musgrove, um, they put him right into the major league team. So this was 2018. Um, he had about a 4.04 ERA with the Pirates that year. He did okay. Uh, it was only, uh, it wasn't a full season of starts um, that year for whatever reason. Uh, I think he may have had an injury that year. And then the next year, uh, which would have been um, 2019, he was really getting good, you know? He, well, I mean, he was coming into his own, if you think about it. He's right at that age, 26 years old. He's coming into his own. He's been in the league a few years. He sort of knows what he's doing, right? So he put up good numbers for the Pirates in 2019. 
2020 was the pandemic year and he had his best ERA up to that point of a three something like 380. So, you know, I guess the way that you could look at it, or at least the way that um, Ben Charrington looks at it is it was his max value, right? He was getting into, he was going to become expensive and he was going into his best years. So San Diego, I don't know who we got from San Diego other than um, I think the Mets threw in um, Andy Rodriguez. So that is like a one good player we got from this trade. Although, who knows? I mean, the guy hasn't had a major league at bat yet, you know? So it's a little jumping the gun to brag about who we got until you see how these guys do in the majors, you know? The only guy that we've really got from any of these trades that Ben Sherrington made so far was Rowanzi Contreras. And he's done a nice job um, in the majors. So, you know, it's basically it was Talion for Contreras. And it was actually a fair deal, you know? Like, both of those guys are pretty good players right now. Um, and the Pirates don't have to pay Rowanzi. They really messed with him this year as far as manipulating this and that and the other thing. But they don't have to pay Rowanzi Contreras. So that's one thing that the Pittsburgh Pirates are happy about, you know? Um, in addition to that, um, Joe Musgrove had his best year this year. Uh, his ERA was under 2.8. And his first year in San Diego, um, he had 200 strikeouts, even though his ERA was a little bit more elevated than that. And he had a no-hitter. You know, so he is basically one of many players that um, we, you know, just gave away right when they were doing good. And the same thing we're going to do with Reynolds here shortly. So, and Reynolds will get the same deal as um, Musgrove did. Um, the Padres give him a five-year, $100 million contract during the season this year. And the um, uh, some team, I don't know who, whoever they trade him to perhaps, is going to give Brian Reynolds uh, about a five-year, $100 million deal because that's just what he's worth with his age, plays a good outfield, and on average, he gets about a four eight forty five OPS. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're going to be giving him away in his prime, just like we did to with Joe Musgrove. We gave him away in his prime, you know. So it it really makes no rhyme or reason to get rid of these guys, you know, to trade guys at max value, other than you don't want to pay them, you know. So no matter what, no matter how they they want to spin it for you, you know, especially. Um, Ben Charrington, who speaks in circles, you know, no matter how he tries to spin it, the only reason they're dumping all these guys is um, because they don't want to pay them, you know? So in the playoffs, you had Joe Musgrove pitch um, seven shutout, one hit innings. You had um, Jose Quintana, who we could have probably convinced to sign. If, well, we didn't even try, you know what I mean? Um, and we probably didn't get anything for him. Um, he pitched some shutout innings, pitched really well. And then, um, Anderson is coming up. Garrett Cole's pitching tonight. Um, so you got all these other pitchers who are pitching soon. Um, Talion is probably pitching on Thursday. And then depending on whether the Braves are ahead or behind in the series, um, they're probably going to pitch Charlie Morton in game four. Now, if they're behind two games to one, they're going to have to send their ace out again, maybe on short rest. But if not, you know, why wouldn't you send Charlie Morton out there for game four? Especially if you're up either two games to one or three games to nothing, you know. You're in the driver's seat, you know. 
And Morton's not terrible. He just hasn't had his best year. So, I mean, you have all these pitchers going um, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, You wish that they were going for the Pittsburgh Pirates. You have all these previous Pirates pitching. Previous Pirates pitching. That's really hard to say. And um, it just goes to show you, man, you know, like this team is never going to be good because we're just going to keep dumping guys at max value, which is the same thing we're going to do with Brian Reynolds here sooner than later. All right. So let me just check on my app and I got one more thing to cover today. Okay, so the final thing I needed to cover today was something that happened in the Arizona Fall League. And this is, again, part of the Pirates drafting, you know, how we draft the wrong guys. And I was thinking about it, too, like the 1-1 draft picks that have been really bad. They just come to mind. Um, The Phillies drafted Mickey Moniak and he busted out. I believe that Brian Bullington might have been a 1-1 for the Pirates. He was up there at least. He busted out, you know. And I could see Henry Davis being a major bust for so many different reasons now. But I wanted to talk to a couple people who watch Altoona and who really know Henry Davis and just get their opinion on Henry Davis, like freaking out about, um, you know, people coming to him for his signature, you know, his autograph. Um, It seemed like a dickish thing to do for me right off the bat. But and that seems to be how everybody else feels, too. You know, except for the fanboys kind of putting a spin on it. Um, Henry Davis was just a total jerk, you know, to kids and adults, both, who come to him for his autograph, you know. And I would think it's just part of this ego-driven thing that he has, you know. He thinks because of his one year, one really good year in college, and being drafted 1-1, that he's already the shit, you know, that he's already arrived and got it done. Well, let me tell you, there's at least um, 300 players in the minor leagues that are younger than him, um, that are probably doing better than him. (laughs) So um, he really needs to step it up, you know, because he is not performing well. But worse than that, like he's really coming off like a jerk, you know. Um, He really can't be bothered with people when he's at the games, um, according to people that I've talked to. Um, like everybody else will turn around and say hi. For instance, like when I was um, going to see a game in Altoona this year, or actually it was in Hershey, I was watching um, Michael Burroughs' war, uh, warm-up. And this was his best game of the year. And before he went out there, I said, hey, Mike, good luck. And he took the time to say, hey, thanks, man. Um, now, I can guarantee you that... Um, Henry Davis just ignores most people, except when he has to sign autographs, you know, like he doesn't have a choice. The team wants him to sign autographs because I've seen him do it, you know, like I've I've gone. And as you've seen on my um, Twitter page, I've taken pictures of the dugout and stuff like that. Um, I've seen him at games and I've seen him just ignore people, you know, and I don't think he's the favorite person of the players either because I'm watching the players in the dugout. You know, and Henry Davis just seems to like lean on the front step like his shit don't stink. You know, like he didn't really go out of his way to congratulate Michael Burroughs in that particular game. You know, um, he was just sort of hanging out Uh, and everybody else, Paguero, you name it, everybody else. You know, Matt Frazier, um, Connor Scott, you know, they all gave Paguero actually gave him a hug. You know, they really. um 
you know, we're a good, cohesive team in Altoona this year. You know, they really liked each other, except for Henry Davis, you know. And he just seems to have this big ego, and he seems to think that he's already arrived and that he's the man, you know. And this incident just sort of like rubber stamps that, what you were already thinking, you know, about this guy being kind of a jerk and a tool and just kind of one of those guys in high school that, you know, you knew was kind of a dick. And it sucks, man, because he's your 1-1 pick and he batted 207 in double A this year, you know, and now he's acting like a total jerk in um, the Arizona Fall League. And then he feels like he has to be the spokesman, too. Like, he's been outspoken about some things already. It's like, dude, you know, put your head down. You're a minor leaguer. You haven't done anything yet, you know? Put your head down. Do the best you can. And shut the hell up, you know? But unfortunately, like, the Braves just extended, like, um, Strider, you know? Prior to that, they they extended Harris Jr., You never hear of any of their their guys, you know, being total dicks. Never, you know. And then we just draft these guys. And the worst part is that when Ben Sherrington drafted him, he said that he knew him very well. And it was this was one of the reasons that you drafted him because he likes his character. You know, but he was he was total totally weird with the pitchers, you know, trying to be all militant with the pictures pitchers, like he was the man, you know. And then now he's just like Every time you hear something about Henry Davis, it's not good, you know? So I'll probably title this one, Henry Davis is a bum, and he's really not that good, and he's a jerk and a tool, and, you know, maybe he'll pan out in the major leagues, but he's certainly looking like a bust at this point. Um, It's another gorgeous fall day. I've been out here on the deck for the whole episode, so enjoy the rest of your day. Um, enjoy the week. You got Monday night football tonight, and then you got baseball playoffs all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, and all day Thursday, and probably all day on Friday as well. So it's a really nice time of the year, man. It's gorgeous. I really enjoyed my time out in western Pennsylvania. Peace out.